What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CSGO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave. Bam! Bam. BWL Sports. Bam. Rock on the Nike boots. And yes, pants. Will yeah, no, the Go it, Golly. Will underscore Golly. Our pal producer, Joseph Spethis on the controls. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Monday night. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. We appreciate it. Uh, throw us your comments about tonight's game. We'll get to as many as we can. Throw us some super chats if you feel so inclined. As we break down the Bulls, 109-91 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Second L to the Cavs on the season. Um, Donovan Mitchell did not drop 71 points. Hey! Progress. Correct. He only dropped 34 tonight uh, on on fairly uh, efficient. 11 of 21 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Um, And meanwhile, the Bulls shot 28% from three. Lost the three-point contest by 33 points tonight. Also, uncharacteristically, turned the ball over 19 times. Including, I believe, seven from Mr. Alec Jacoby White. Mm. None of that are ingredients in a recipe for a win. No, not at all. Um, And also, it being the third game in four nights. And what did you say, fourth and six? Fourth and six. Fourth and six nights as well. I would sprinkle a little of that in there. It's also um, Ayo Desumu going out the game after they had made, after he pretty much was a big component of the comeback that they made. Uh, him getting hurt, uh, that took away that as well. But, yeah, Kobe with a really just off game tonight. Uh, I think I mentioned to you, like, you could tell he started forcing. He looked like old Kobe uh, on a few situations. Because you can tell he was just forcing certain things. Yeah, Because he was so mad at the mistakes that were happening and, you know, stepping out of bounds. Multiple uh, times tonight. Yeah, the turnovers that he has. You mentioned seven of them. Um, the missed threes uh, that he did, the flopping call that he got called <laughs> with. Uh, he was. It, it was just an off night, and I'm going to give him one because he's been great. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's inclined to a, to an off night for sure. But, yeah, he was off. DeMar uh, definitely was off tonight. And, yeah, they they walked away with that L. They, they battled back. They – Tried. They took the lead in that third quarter because at one point after that 40-point performance in that third quarter, Cleveland only had 80 points. So the Bulls' defense kind of did a little – played a little bit better, but Cleveland shot a gazillion three-point shots. So it's only <laughs> theoretical that they're going to hit some of those. And, yeah, when those started falling again in the fourth quarter, and you saw uh, Donovan Mitchell spend a lot of time on that bench in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And it's like they knew. They were like, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> just wait. Just face ourselves. We'll put them back in, and then it will be okay. They put them back in the game. They come back, take the lead. Uh, Wade hit uh, three straight threes uh, to pretty much ice the game for it, and Bulls walked away with the L. And aside from that stretch that you mentioned in the middle to end of the third quarter and start of the fourth quarter, there was just not a lot of good basketball being played by the Bulls. Um, if you just go through their four factors, I know I talk about these a lot, but it's like the point is they are kind of the indicators of how you win and lose games. Mm-hmm. So – Bulls offensive rating, 92.9. That's the third percentile. Very, very bad. As Almost as bad as it gets. Uh, effective field goal percentage, they lost that battle. They were in the 14th percentile at 47.5%. They had more turnovers. They had fewer offensive rebounds and uh, not enough of a disparity at the free throw line to really set themselves apart. So really what happened was the Bulls went to their tall lineup with Drummond and Vooch in the third quarter. 
they basically ignored Isaac Okoro until J.B. Bickerstaff pulled him. <laughs> then they ignored George Yang, who's usually a very good three-point sh- shooter, was missing everything. Yes, he was. And they eliminated the offensive rebounding. That got them back in the game. So it was missed shots and no second chance opportunities. Mm. That gives you a bit of a cushion. They started scoring. They started grabbing some offensive rebounds and getting putbacks and kick out threes. All of a sudden, it's a tight game, and you've just played Drummond and Vooch together for six straight minutes. Neither of those guys have had a break, and mm-hmm. you don't have a backup center to put in to uh, yeah. you know, spell those guys because they're both playing together. So mm-hmm. after that, they just kind of fizzled out of energy, it seemed like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, a bit of a schedule loss there. They've had a, a lot of games in not a lot of time. And this month, I know the teams that they're playing aren't necessarily considered that great, but Joey and I were just talking about it. Their schedule is like – 14 games in the next 30 days, 10 of them are away. So it does not get super easy out here. Um, but this was one of those games where it really felt like fatigue was a factor. Yeah. And I think you can look right to DeMar DeRozan's number, which was eight points on three of eight shooting. Six points on three of eight shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the rebounding the, the rebounding and second chance points for me were the, were the biggest thing. Because um, that, that started very early from the first quarter when they went on their 8-0 run to start yeah. the game. That was strictly off the second chance and points. Second chance points, but also, and, uh, you know, Will, I know you, I think, clipped at least one video uh, early on tonight. Brian uh, Avila is in the comments just mentioned it. The The Bulls pick and roll defense tonight was, like, truly struggling. Um, and it didn't matter if Vooch was playing up at the level of the screen or in drop coverage. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't even Jared Allen picking them apart inside to get uh, out to that early Cavs lead. Then Tristan Thompson came in <laughs> and was continuing to clown the Bulls and pick and roll. Alley-oops like from Tristan Thompson. Yikes. And yeah. I, I, w- I do want to say one thing about that because a lot of people have been um, not so respectful to Vooch in my Twitter mentions right now because of how well Jared Allen played. And obviously a big piece of that is Jared Allen. But he only had 10 points on five shots. Mm-hmm. So – you know, the way that the Bulls play defense is really dependent on very good point of attack defense. So that's where you'll see Io or Caruso or Javon Carter getting over screens, staying connected to the ball handler and not getting separated from the possession where Vooch is up at the level of the screen, containing the ball handler, preventing him from getting all the way downhill mm-hmm. long enough for the guard to get back to his man. So when they do that, obviously there's going to be times where the offense is just better because that's how it is. Uh, good offense is better than good defense. And the low man, so the opposite side uh, person who's guarding the opposite side corner is considered to be the low man. He's the one that has to slide over to the helpline and pick up the roll man. And oftentimes that's Zach and oftentimes it's Damar. And they were just not there tonight. That has been a problem at times. But again, the Bulls are top five defense last year. They have been playing at a very high level. These guys know how to execute to that scheme and do it well, but tonight was just not their night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says Tristan Thompson, the guy at four points. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the point right there. Um, and, and the four points that he had were both alley-oops. Like, and that should never happen ever uh, with Tristan Thompson. But like we were just uh, beautifully explaining and breaking down for you guys of why these, these things were happening to them. So, yeah, man, like they – they got beat by a solid team tonight. And, yeah, some of it's fatigue for sure. Um, some of it is Cleveland just being, you know, having better players, you know, than you and shooting the ball from three uh, a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, some of it is, and what I'm looking at is definitely Io DeSumo. I, I really want to know, you know, uh, his update on his, his injuries. 
yeah. uh, that he had because he was playing very, very well uh, during that comeback for the Bulls and really orchestrating a lot of it as far as getting the rebounds, getting out on the break, hitting uh, the three-pointers also. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking away Donovan Mitchell. Correct. That was that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, the defense that he was playing like was really, really good and solid. And he, when he got bit, and it was a good uh, feeling for because Kobe was not on his game tonight. And, and Caruso wasn't really on his game tonight either. So it was a good fill-in for those two guys, especially him coming off of a really good game, mm-hmm. uh, Sumo. He had a really good game last game. Hurt his shoulder too, but obviously he came back and played well. So, yeah, like he's just – it felt like he was kind of in rhythm. And then hit, hit the uh, layup, uh, the two free throws that he had at the end of the third. Yep. Uh, yeah, he just played really, really solid, man, and – it's going to be a bummer if, if he's going to be out on, on the heels of a of great game against San Antonio yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got people in the comments also talking about the game we saw from Zach Levine tonight. And, and look, nobody, in my opinion, played well tonight. Yeah. No, I agree. nobody in a Bulls jersey played well tonight. Um, saying that, that, uh, Mohawk to kid, I would give Levine away for free at this point. Um, yikes. <laughs> Garcon saying the Bulls match up perfectly with their big lineup. Levine gets inserted, dot, 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 game over. Uh, Levine tonight, 7-14 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 17 points. I think I saw somebody else in the comments earlier mentioning that it seemed like the Bulls were trying to showcase Zach tonight with their game plan for, I don't know, maybe the sake of trying to continue bumping up his trade value. I, I don't necessarily think that was the case i mean 14 shots for a feeling more like himself and a more of a part of the the offense again yeah 14 shots for zach is fine i don't think that they were trying to play through zach in any way that was wrong Mm -hmm. i think the bulls just played flat tonight yeah it's not like there was a bunch of like zach hero ball going on out there right wasn't a ton of it at all and plus damar was off on top of that like that's the role you're supposed to do. Like, when your number one guy is off, well, number two is supposed to step up and try to carry the load. And number three, which is why Vooch had, what, 19 shots? Like, that's ex- yes, that's what you're supposed to do when your best player is not playing well. Is people are supposed to step up for that. So I don't think he was showcasing uh, or just putting him more on display or, or anything like that. Matter of fact, he was sitting down. The only reason he came back in was because Ayo got hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason he came back in so early and got more time than yeah. he probably would have gotten tonight because yeah. Ayo was cooking. So, yeah, you got to factor and, those things in, too. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, plenty of Billy criticism as far as his rotations. Ayo asked out of the game. Yes, he you did. You saw it on the broadcast. Yeah. That is what prompted Zach to make that quick return um, because Ayo was like, ow, my arm fell out of my shoulder socket. <laughs> I would like a sub, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this super chat from the Duke just right out of the gate here. We appreciate you, Duke, saying that he's uh, he's run out of ideas. I don't know else. I don't know how else to say this. I've tried math. I've tried speaking English. Nothing gets through to them. I'm gonna record myself doing an interpretive dance called "Make More Threes for Will to Show in the locker room. <laughs> how do you think that would go over, Will? Uh, sometimes when I try to show these guys like videos on Twitter, they are open to it. Sometimes they're like, I don't want to look at that. What right if now. it's a beautiful interpretive, interpretive dance, dance done by our Duke. friend, the Duke? 
I don't know. Is he, I, is he I mean, saying? I'm open to anything. Is he saying he wants to show you how to do it and then you show them? I will not be do doing the dance. The dance. Okay, I could, that's. I could relay the video of the so dance. No. I'm wondering where he's going. He here. said for Will to show in the locker room. Yeah. I'm guessing that means for Will to show the video of the Duke doing the dance. Does he? <laughs> he didn't say to teach Will how to do so that Will can dance for them. I mean, I don't know. We'll Although I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. At all. I mean, yes. I know some of you don't like when I harp on it, but. The Bulls made nine threes tonight, and the Cavs made 20. Yeah. Uh, and the Cavs shot a gazillion threes. Of course. 57 attempts to the Bulls, 32. But they were still more efficient, mm. and it's still the same math. Yeah. And I, I, I have a hard time grasping the people who, and I've seen plenty of you in the comments already, are trying to pin this uh -oh. L on Billy Donovan. How is it Billy Donovan's fault? That the Bulls can't make a three yeah. and turn the ball over 19 times. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, that's why the Bulls lose this game. No, completely agree. And and I watched Billy actually try new things as far as the lineup was concerned, putting in Vooch and putting in Drummond together in the lineup, which is something a lot of people just do not like at all. But they were getting destroyed on the boards. He had to try something, and lo and behold, it actually worked. <laughs> and... And, yeah, like you have to take that into consideration, you know, when you're talking about uh, Billy and how he looked tonight. Like, I didn't think he did a poor job at all. Like, this is on the players. Like, those were terrible shots. Like, going – and I agree with Stacey King. When you're going on a two-on-one and one guy is fouling out for a three-point shot instead of taking the easy two because you were down 14, I feel him on that. Like, I'm like, yeah, you should should have took the two. Because it led to them actually getting a, a flopping tech and them actually getting a point out of that situation, which is crazy. So I completely agree. It doesn't mean, like, doesn't Billy has nothing to do with Kobe White stepping out of bounds three times. Right. You know, when he's on the sideline. Like, he has nothing to do with that. He can only control what he can control. And, yeah. and when they would go to him and you just see his frustration, you know, be like, dude, God damn. Like, I'm telling y'all and showing y'all what to do. They just didn't have it, you know, and they were off today. So, no, I don't put this on Billy. He tried things, and it worked to get this team back into this game. But guys were just really off, and there's nothing else he can really do about that if they aren't hitting these shots. Uh, P. Will supporter in the comments saying that Billy should have gone to that, you know, double big look earlier in the game. Um, also highlighting that, you know, the, the Cavs beat the Bulls on the boards in their previous matchup. Um, and we're doing so again. The you know the, I think the Cavs were out to like a twenty to four lead yeah. in uh, second chance points. But, so like, but this is why I disagree with that. Like going into it earlier in the game, again, like Will was stating, there was no other big behind them, so you can't just use it all up that early. Like I thought he chose the right time to do it, which was in the third quarter when the when Donovan Mitchell and everybody else is sitting on the bench. Fine, let's run this right now. And then they, they went on a drought. Cleveland went on a straight-up, like, three-, four-minute drought. Yeah. It allowed the Bulls to get back in, which allowed them to get these rebounds and allowed them to take a one-point lead. Like, that is the right coaching decision, honestly. Like, going to that way too early would have probably, you know, tired out a couple of those guys who were third game in four nights, man. Like, you got to think – you got to factor all this stuff in – and trust me, if Billy deserves it, I'm with it. You know what I mean? Give it to him if he deserves it. But I don't think he deserved it tonight. I thought he really did his job. I just feel like people are continuing to kind of miss the real issue here. Every time it's like the team doesn't shoot well or they give up too many offensive rebounds, it's like not the coach's fault. It's the player's fault. And sometimes it's not even the player's fault because 
what is available for Billy to put on the court doesn't work together or doesn't have a high enough ceiling to where they can't compete against great teams when they're tired. Yep. I just feel like there's always somebody to point the finger at, but, and for a lot of times that is true, but I think people are kind of missing the point that if you're putting an average product on the floor, yeah. there's going to be nights where they look average. There's going to be nights where they look maybe a little bit better. There's going to be nights where they look a lot worse. And this was just one of those nights. Uh, which leads me to this comment from Anthony in, uh, that I think is great, who said, I love Alex Caruso, but if he is statistically your best three-point shooter, that's a problem. It's a problem. And it's not Billy's fault. He has no three-point shooter or a bench. And I think it was our friend Stefan No who had a great screenshot he shared of one Bulls possession that did not um, and in points scored tonight. Mm -hmm. And it was to whoever it was who was, you know, uh, criticizing Zach's game tonight. Zach Levine had the ball on the left elbow, and the entire Cavs defense, save one, was just collapsed all over him. Okay. And then the spacing was Vooch to his right, and or no, Dalen. No, it was, yeah, Vooch, like sort of top of the key, and then Dalen to Vooch's right. Okay. The Cavs have completely sagged off of. Those two guys. Okay. Vooch, technically a three-point threat. I think he was one of seven tonight. And Dalen Terry, he was. your boy, My guy. has knocked down four or five threes on the season now. Yeah, about credit, that. credit to him. That is not spacing. Also, What is Zach Levine supposed to do in that scenario where it's like, okay, well, I've collapsed the defense onto me. I can't get a look for myself. And he made a pass. Uh, to Dalen, mm -hmm. cross-court, who then gave the extra swing pass over to Vooch, who then proceeded to break one of his many bricked threes tonight. Also, like, Javon and Io are both pointing at other guys. It's like, nobody's a good shooter out here. And uh, yeah. Javon Carter would, I think, beg to differ. One I think three, Javon Carter thinks that Javon Carter is an amazing shooter. One of three no, he's 34% this year. I mean, my point <laughs> is, like, teams... Vooch is basically... A non-shooter like you you kind of have to get out to him but like you're not really worried about him because right. one he's not shooting him and two when he is shooting him he's only 27 percent this year right like teams aren't respecting him as a stretch five as much as we talk about him as that um i just think that the floor can be so warped and again it's not even necessarily about getting up more threes than your opponent because that doesn't always lead to success just for threes for the sake of threes but it's how's the floor spaced? How does that open up offense for other guys? Mm. In this situation that you're talking about, Matt, Zach is isolating or posting up on the left side block, and there's four guys mm -hmm. collapsed on him. It's yeah. like, what, what can you do in that situation? There's nobody that you can throw the ball to that can shoot it. It just doesn't end well. Yeah. Let's take our first break there. We'll come back on the other side, get to more of y'all's thoughts on tonight's Bulls loss to the Cavs. Plenty more to discuss. While we're doing that, you know what to do. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done it yet. Dalen doesn't suck, Dave Henderson. <laughs> He's hurt. <laughs> also, yeah, it looked like he yeah. was ailing the knee, the, uh, the knee that yeah. caused him to pop up on the injury report Definitely tonight as well. For sure. um, make sure you also subscribe to that CHO Sports YouTube channel and check out the Circa Sportsbook Illinois app. Ooh. Kudos to any of you who Made a little scratch tonight, whether you're betting on NFL mm -hmm. action or NBA action. Circa has that tight money line split and the low hold model. Always striving to have minus 110 odds out of the gate on any game spreads, any point total over unders. Unlike a lot of other sports books that push those starting odds to minus 115 or minus 120. Mm -hmm. For no good reason. Mm -mm. So, Circa says minus 110. 
they also encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps that are available to us. And we know that there are plenty of these days because they're confident that you're going to find more often than not better odds, better value, the best user experience, and of course, the best customer service at Circa. They also keep as little money as possible on those large market bets, i.e. NBA playoff futures bets. Who's going to win the Larry O'Brien this year? If you've got a hunch, you feel like you know who's going to raise the trophy in June, the best place with the best odds for those kinds of bets is Circa. Ask Will. He knows. Did Will uh, correctly predict uh, Nuggets? I think I think multiple of us sure. correctly predicted Nuggets. <laughs> Why not? Well, his heart wasn't there. <laughs> I was riding the Nuggets. The but only season. one of us correctly predicted Celtics versus Warriors. Matt Peck. Yes. Two finals ago, I correctly predicted Warriors day. over Celtics. All you, all you idiots had Bucks sons. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> get your NBA futures bets in at yet, Circa. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Be on the lookout for Circus events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to 833 234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Areyoureallywinning.com. <laughs> Midtown Athletic Club. hey Working out, getting right, staying tight. It's something that is very important to Joey. Mm. Joey has to be right. He has to be flexible. Joey Dumbbells? Oh, Joey Dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Midtown. Oy, Ooh, I, like it. I like it. And if you want to be right and tight just like that, get on down to the Midtown Athletic Club. Four locations they got for you. Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the north shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. It is Matt Peck's sister approved. It is Bragg's family approved as well. I like what how Carm says it. He calls it the jewel. Of Lincoln Park in Bucktown. Oh, the like jewel. like uh, jewelry jewel. Yes, gotcha. yes. The jewel of that. That's right. That's how he calls it. And the Midtown Palantine said, we see your jewel, and we're going to go ahead and get a multi-million dollar transformation of our club out here in Palantine, which will be complete early this year, y'all, just in time to continue your resolutions. And... Just because they like you so much, Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locationes. It's not a word, but go ahead and say it. They got something for everybody. It's a word. Okay, we'll roll with it. (laughs) Single people, family with kids, people looking to make lifestyle changes, and even holistic wellness. They got it all. Over 100 classes per week are included in your membership. Group exercise, cross training, spinning, cycling, boxing, yoga, high intensity interval training. So many things you can do. And of course, listen, the deluxe locker rooms that they have, everything is not gym quality, y'all. It is boutique quality that they have there. And the tennis course that Carmen Ho rave about. Professional quality all the way for those tennis courts. They got the basketball courts. You can even go sit and have yourself a wonderful snack. Have yourself a smoothie and a sandwich and chill on out and just enjoy the amenities. That is all included in your membership at the Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. So get on down with it. Head on down to the Midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. That's Midtown.com slash C-H-G-O and find out more. 
and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Because it's the Midtown Athletic Club. Sweat it out. Sweat it out. Get it about you. Um, interesting to also see, I, I mean, technically, Billy go 10 deep today mm-hmm. uh, with Terry Taylor getting some spot minutes on the bench, uh, off the bench. Played just five minutes. Um, the Dale and Terry played four. Mm-hmm. Maybe that had to do with the fact that Dalen's nursing whatever that injury is. Well, that and and playing Drummond and, and Vooch then as well. obviously going with the you know the Twin Towers yeah. lineup uh, of Vooch and Drummond getting those minutes together on the floor. Yeah, um, Javon Carter eleven minutes. So you know Drummond for those of you who are always saying Drummond doesn't get enough minutes and take Drummond out and your Bulls lose the game. Drummond led the Bulls minute uh, bench in minutes played tonight. 22, shout out to him. Great steal, too, by Drummond, man. He's very limber and agile on that sideline, coming down after he got that steal, getting that flagrant foul, that clear path foul. Real, real was, very well that done. Was some, that was some Andre Drummond experience shit. Dude, that was very, it was just very well done, man. Like, a dude that size to have that kind of balance right there. I was impressed. Are you uh, talking about the one that didn't count? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that that Jelly Fam layup, shout out to Jelly. That was nice. Yeah. That, that finish, just the, the steal and then just tight roping. You know what I mean? And the stay in bounds. And the finish. It was all, all of it. All of it worked. All of it worked. I'm just kudos to the big when the big fellas move like that. Just makes my heart sing. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing, man. I enjoy it. Uh, P. Will supporter, meanwhile, saying Javon Carter can't play. Matt, I don't know why you directed that at me. Uh, I'd rather see <laughs> Terry Taylor over Carter. Carter should be the fifteenth man. I also know that there are plenty of Bulls fans who are throwing conniption fits anytime Terry Taylor sniffs the floor. That's true. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. Why are people so out on Terry Taylor? Like, aggressively out on Terry Taylor? He's barely played at all. I have no clue. I just don't get get it. That's a weird one. I mean, you were were trying to trade him in every trade scenario today, Will. (laughs) (laughs) This is true, but that was more about... If you haven't read Will's column yet, he did explain that it was just for the sake of keeping trade (laughs) roster spots spots equal. He said I was about to pay the Zach Levine trade. It's about the paper. Will puts the paper first, man. Roster spots and cheap contract. That's right. What did we call him financially? What? Huh? What was he? Thank you. Financially. (laughs) (laughs) My least favorite phrase. Whether I'm talking about being a Bulls fan who wants the team to spend more money than they do, or just me as a irresponsible adult wanting to spend more money than I should. I can't wait for you to hear that like out in the real world one day and just watch your head explode. <laughs> Don't you say that! <laughs> Financially prudent. No! no. Uh, Maddie Legend in the comments just said, Terry Taylor is tiny Drummond. Oh man, actually I can kind of see that. <laughs> I can kind of see that. Except he got a he he can shoot the three just a little bit. I said a little bit. That's <laughs> just a little tiny bit. He can step out and shoot it. Whereas if Drummond steps out and shoot it, it's oh my yeah. god. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I see that. That's not a bad I, comparison. I mean, like Javon Carter, we saw Billy give him two DNPs. Yeah. Even when the Bulls were missing a piece or two, uh Billy shrank his rotation to nine and just did not play Javon Carter. Played Dale and Terry over Javon Carter. Um and look, P. Will just said, uh, supporter just said, you know, AK told us Dragic and Javon Carter were three point shooters. Javon Carter, what he did well for the Bucks, um, and, and even before that in his career at previous spots, was be a legitimate three point threat. Correct. Spot up shooter, transition threes. I think he like led the league in transition pull up three point percentage yeah. last season. Yeah. So 
we, we we've seen hot Javon and we've seen cold Javon. Yes. But the other part of it that I think is what has had Billy shrinking Javon's minutes or not playing him at all is the fact that defensively speaking, if Billy's going to tend to go a little bit smaller, you have Caruso. Yeah, yeah. Kobe White has taken strides on the defensive end and is clearly your like rising quasi-star facilitator starting point guard these days. Mm-hmm. Javon, his lack of size... And the fact that he really struggles on the defensive end mm-hmm. and is just so streaky, I to me, you know, all of those signs point to it making sense that Billy's kind of shrugged him towards the back of his bench. Yeah, I mean, I completely get it. And you're right, because there hasn't been a real balance yet with him. Like, it's either hot or, or it's cold. And so when you're streaky like that. Well, the balance is he's going up. Yeah, well, that's his balance. <laughs> you can rely that's his on baseline. That. You know what I'm saying? That's the baseline, bro. It's going up. That that's gonna happen. But you know, when you're streaky like that, you know what I'm saying, at a position that is pretty deep as well, as far as that guard position, mm-hmm. it's gonna tend to cut into some certain minutes because it's like, okay, well, you have to feel and kind of figure out when do you think he'll be hot. You know, when do you feel like he can come in and, and you know uh, give something to this team. Like, he might be on right now. Like, maybe this is a good spot minutes for him to do it right here. And that's what's disappointing about it because, you know, when he was brought in, you, he was kind of pencil, penciling him in as – forgetting him being a starter, just a guy who was going to definitely give you that three-point shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And give you that three-point look. And, and like I said, like I, I, want, I thought it was going to be a little better defensively too. Not saying it's too late for him to find these things. He still had plenty of time. Uh, to find these things and it just hasn't clicked yet though like to be consistent because everywhere I've known him from since college bro like it's been consistent in his game whether it was the three-point shooting or whether it was just him being an irritant on defense and it just feels so like hot and cold uh, for him right now so just trying to find that baseline is another task for Billy that he has to deal with uh, with this team as far as finding out if he can be that guy. You look at some of the other situations he's been in, too. Like with Milwaukee, he's playing next to Drew Holiday sure. and Giannis. He doesn't have to be the one with the ball in his hands, but he also is the only like smaller-sized point guard out there. Mm-hmm. right? When he's out there with Kobe, now there's just so many small guys. And I don't mean like Kobe's really tiny, but like he is the one that gets picked on in the closing lineups because he's That's the true. smallest one out there. He does. So now when you have two guys like that, and Javon, again, is much smaller than Kobe. It's not a like-for-like situation but it's just bringing down the entire average size of the lineup. And it just opens up, I think, a lot more holes. And so it's to me, it's like a situation where you're like trading off offense for defense. And it's kind of crazy because we thought of Javon as somebody who could be a really impact defender. And again, that's not to say that he can't be, but I think he needs right. to be in the right situations. Mm-hmm. And so when you have Javon Carter and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan out there with Kobe or with Patrick, it's just it becomes a little bit diff- difficult, I think, to have that sort of balance that you need. And again, like we're talking about the 10th guy on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best player's got to be better if they're going to be winning games like this. Yeah. It's just, that's what it is. And, you know, like maybe it's mostly a fatigue thing, but DeMar DeRozan takes eight shots tonight. And scores and, six points tonight. And Zero free throw attempts. About uh, Javon also, the other part was the corner three. We haven't really seen that, you know, as prevalent as far as the shots that he takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was awesome from the corner. If you look at his numbers, especially Lay, amazing uh, from the corner. So you see, you haven't seen him do that drift, drift out to that corner. I saw him do it once this game, 
but there was a defender out there and he swung it over to Kobe right uh for to for that open look but yeah I'd like to see more of that as well just him getting to that but that lends itself to what Will was saying that he didn't have to be the ball handler, you know, at those other, all those other teams. He can go find himself over into that corner and leak out and do it that way. But I, I want to see more of that because of just the high percentage that he shot from there. Like, it was just a 42%, you know what I'm saying, from the corner, bro. Like, he was tops. Like, he was, like, tops in the league at that stuff. So, if you do it something that well, like, I have to – to find a way to get you where you need to be mm-hmm. so you can continue to help this team. So that has to be a thing, man. Like, and I don't know if that's something as far as the play calling or if that's something that he just himself uh, has to find himself on, or maybe it comes more so in transition. Yeah. He's not the one handling the basketball and he can just get to the corner. So either way it goes though, but we, we got to see more of that. Um, chocolate, salty bowls. Still one of my favorite. YouTube usernames ever said, has anything AK done been great? I would say Alex Caruso. That might Definitely be Alex the Caruso. start and <laughs> start and finish of the list. Uh, P-Will supporter said to answer that question. He said only Caruso and Namar. No, and Lonzo of course, P-Will. Lonzo Obvi- was great. Obviously, P-Will was Lonzo a great was, pick. Was a great we were actually just uh, earlier tonight while watching this game talking about that draft class and who the Bulls could have had it for. Uh, that wasn't P. Will. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, look. That, and Duck I, I think that might be why the Bulls' front office are hanging up the phone, according to multiple sources and reports, when teams call them about Caruso. Because mm-hmm. they love Caruso. And he means so much to this team. And maybe they're proud of the fact that Caruso is this wonderful steal that they got on that contract. Um, but speaking of Caruso, Chase Ashland in the comments said, how come every, th- every time uh, the Bulls run a fast break, we come running down, flying out of control, and either miss the damn layup or turn the ball over? <laughs> Seriously, we do it like 10 times a game. It's a good point by Connor, by the way, that uh, AK's biggest win, maybe, Kobe's team-friendly contract right now. Looks I mean, like a big, it's a big win. Too. Knock He's on right. wood, to be determined, yeah. if Kobe continues on this trajectory. Sure. Right now, it's looking like a. I feel like it's already outplayed it. Like, to be real with you, though, like, damn. From past (laughs) to present, I would say the the best thing on their resume since taking over the Bulls front office was Caruso move. Mm -hmm. Now and moving forward, it could end up being Kobe White move. Sure, sure. But yes, no, speaking of Caruso uh, and how wonderful he is, if I watch Caruso orchestrate one one more one man fast break that ends in a missed layup amongst the trees, uh, Yo, man. we're gonna have a problem he has missed so many layups what, what is he doing but and, and the, the the two-on-one layup and look sometimes when stacy has a conniption fit about the like oh like why are you kicking out to an open three-point shooter on a fast break or transition opportunity like take the it's a two-on-one take the, and it was a caruso kobe yeah uh two-on-one and yeah. kobe uh you know, leaked out to, out to three, the three-point line and then ended called. up getting the flopping technical yeah. call on him. Okay, I, I could get behind Stacy right. having an issue yeah. with that one. Uh, but in particular, it's just like, no, Caruso has no layup package and just goes flying towards the rim with reckless abandon. He does. And uh, it rarely works out well. Yeah, he did it a few times this game. <laughs> like, it, 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 did, it didn't work out. It just didn't work out this well uh, for him, man. And Wow. Yeah, he's got to get better at that, man. He's got to get better at that. But I don't know if you can. Like, just at this point, you know, in your career, he might just kind of be that guy. Sometimes he hits those. Sometimes he hits those big and ones. Yeah. You know, with those lay-ins like that. Like, But it seems like this year especially, like, it hasn't been the case. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris saying, seems like shooting and size, especially when you play against bigger teams like the Cavs and Bucks, is our biggest flaw. Yeah, uh, I mean, rebounding was pretty even tonight. Uh, Cavs, obviously, some of the second chance scoring opportunity uh, edge came with them. I think they had six more offensive rebounds than the Bulls did tonight. But Bulls did the did the work uh, on the defensive end. Um, I think they it was 37-35 defensive rebounds in favor of the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, points in the paint was a wash, 36-36. to 36. Mm-hmm. Again, the Bulls lost behind the three-point line by 33. <laughs> nope. Uh, South Garcon saying, people out on Acme, but we support the coach. Interesting, dot, dot, dot. Uh, <laughs> Salty Bull saying, Garcon, why shouldn't you be out on Acme? Uh, they put this steaming pile of shit together. See, that's that's the thing. When you were touching on it earlier, like Billy is doing, I at times I believe the best he can, and at times I think making a misstep here or there, and and it's worthy and deserving of criticism when he does make those missteps with a roster that was given to him that is poorly constructed, that is broken in a lot of ways in a couple of very important ways. And that is on the people who built the roster. Billy Donovan did not build the roster. He's trying a variety of things to make it work with this poorly constructed roster. You know, to his credit and obviously also to the players' credit, they were 5-14 and and now have reached the halfway point of the season. And yay! I mean... The loss tonight set them back. If they if they had won tonight, they would have been two games under five hundred. Yeah, like very close to actually being maybe half of a half-ass mediocre team, which I'm sure was their goal. Well, you know when they were getting ready for wow, a brand new season. Like sarcasm. Huh? Yeah. I just you know. I mean, this is literally the exact same season as last year. It's like kind of crazy. No, it's not. Pretty much game for game, they're like <laughs> within the same standard deviation of record this entire way yeah like how Record does this, wise yes how yes. does this not end up in the exact same place that it did last year i just don't mm-hmm. which is why after a 40 and 42 season last year i predicted that they would go 40 and 42 this year and i'm terrified and predicting that they are gonna keep this you're not terrified about being right <laughs> i'm terrified of the consequences of what happens with the bulls if i turn out to be right okay fair enough yeah fair enough no, I'm never terrified of being right. Yeah, why, I, why would I be terrified of something that happens all the time? Oh, talk your yeah, shit. I'm, I'm used talk to it. Talk your shit. <laughs> talk it. Uh, yeah. No, I am I am truly terrified that we are going to be here on February 8th talking about a team that made no trades. No. That's okay. Trade. That's fine. Uh, I'll get over it. No, I won't. Let's take another break. We'll come back to uh, wrap up with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, man. Concerned over here. Oh my goodness. Hit that thumbs up button while we're sharing you some words from amongst our many sponsors and friends. Empire! Empire today, no goon of the night. It's okay. We can still tell you about the great deals, the great offers, uh, the great services and savings available if you're in the market for some new flooring mm. in your abode. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get flooring, hands down. We all know this, as Dave would say, floors, 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 no matter what. That's all they do. Uh, so, of course, they have copycats amongst their competitors, or they want to be competitors, but we all know Empire can't be beaten on quality, 
on service or on speed. So all their competitors could try to do is advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't even bother to carry in their inventory of selections because it's crap flooring crap. offered at crap basement prices crap. that Empire and their staff wouldn't put in their homes because it's crap flooring. So they're not going to put it in yours. Mm-hmm. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put into it. They also have this very easy to use and very helpful feature on the website called the Virtual Floor Designer. Great way to see how different types of floors can look in any space in your home. Very easy. Just snap a picture and then you can swipe here, swipe there. See how different floors look in different rooms in your house with Mm. the lighting, with the decor. So you can make an informed decision, an informed decision. Decision. <laughs> wow, he tried it, y'all. He tried it. It was giving him a hand for the mean? effort. Let's give him a hand for effort. I did it. it. No, you, you F, yeah. <laughs> I give you one for effort. Informed floor. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Inf- informed. <laughs> Anytime you got to repeat it twice. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just explaining to you how really? it totally I works. That. I didn't get <laughs> Totally works. Really? Uh huh. All right. <laughs> good effort, Matt. Good effort. Good job. Good effort. Yeah, good effort, man. Uh, Keep shooting. <laughs> Never stop shooting. Oh, uh, okay. Call me Javon Carter. That's right. Uh, Empire also services their own warranties. If it's in, uh, if an issue does happen to arise, just call Empire, and they and their staff will come out and take care of it for you. They service all of their own warranties mm-hmm. themselves. No third-party manufacturers. No third-party customer service people. Nah. Empire will take care of it. Schedule a free and no estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount mm. when they use that promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. 588-2300. Joey! Empire! Today. I need a little more stank on that, Joe, next time. Just a it's dash. Just- it's not, not a singer. Skosh. Not a singer and also like, you know, not he's not of the Empire commercial jingle era. That's not true. He said that's not true? I definitely have seen the commercial. Oh, okay. All many right. times. All right. Maybe not in the He was hey, trying to help you out. But. Maybe not the <laughs> Yeah, not the heyday of the commercial. Right, of course, of course. But I've seen it. Yeah. But yes. So so again, most thing. <laughs> Gen Zer was spending a good portion of the evening complaining about the the, del- <laughs> the delivery service apps and how they're messing Joey up. Joey was on one tonight. The, the ordering hey, when you go to a restaurant. Joey was on one because tonight. they're prioritizing online mobile ordering. Every five minutes, it was like it was a real. <laughs> it's an epidemic, and I'm happy to discuss it with un- with at a later time. I mean, you you, you brought up some interesting points. I'll you give did. you that. Yeah, some points. Joey, what time is it? Game time. Who? Well done. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all those sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with Keller. Last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying what? Those I'm holding that for the pause. The dramatic effect is what I like sometimes. All right. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets to football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and much 
much, much more. And with Zone Deals, you pick the section, game time does the selecting with an average savings of, drum roll, Matt Peck, 18%. And game time guarantee means you will always, and I mean always, get the best price. So take the guesswork out of buying those tickets, y'all, with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code CHGO, and get your wonderful self $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Because we'll go, Gottlieb. What time is it? Game time. Who? See that? Little funk. <laughs> oh, fuck. Little funk. <laughs> I, I just looked up the Empire jingle on Wikipedia. Uh huh. Because I wanted to see when it was uh, when it was born. Okay, 1977. Wow, it's old. Uh, it was day. changed in 1995 to include 800, and again in 2003 to incorporate the word today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when when they came around and it was like, hey, you know, the Empire is going to be sponsors, uh, which that was you, right? That was your doing, because um, you <laughs> met an Empire X. friend at uh, at the Bears game. This is true. Um, I was like, wait, was it always called Empire Today? I thought, you know, it was like call no. Empire Today. Right. Like the instruction, the call to action was call Empire right. Today as right. opposed to calling them tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, is actually their their company is Empire Today. Uh, today. When, when did you say they made that change, Will? Um, 2003. Okay, oh, so I'm okay. not crazy because I don't remember that well, being. Well, not for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. And apparently the Empire one. Man, Lynn Haldren. Shout out. Was also the he was a barbershop quartet performer yes. who wrote and sung the tune to accompany the singing of the company's phone number and recorded the jingle with an a cappella group, mm. the Fabulous Forties. The Fabulous He actually had them on 40s. a commercial as well. Them doing their thing. Believe it. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. He was an awesome person. What an awesome thing to have just that that's your gig. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm the Empire Jingle guy. Truly. That's it. Beers all around. <laughs> Beers all around. Uh, so, I mean, guys, I, I feel like there's not much else you could say about this game tonight. It was pretty ugly. Uh, you're, you know, a quiet night from DeMar, uh, a so-so night from Zach, a rough night for Kobe White. Yeah, it was. And if, if none of your, you know, your role players are shiningly brilliant, then you're probably going to look at an L. If you're shooting under... 30% from three, when your opponent hits 20, mm-hmm. probably looking at an L. Um, so with that, I guess, you know, we might as well just take a look at what's next on deck for the Bulls because okay. they can bounce back from this. They have a couple of winnable games here on deck mm-hmm. in a lighter week. You know, you mentioned third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights. They are off now until Thursday uh, when they play the Toronto Raptors, who are not very good. Mm-hmm. By the way, that is a TNT game. <laughs> Shout out. Cannot believe the league hasn't flexed that out of TNT. They're in Toronto? Uh, they are in Toronto. And then they come home after a day off to play the Grizzlies <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, the Grizzlies, who surprisingly beat Golden State with half of their roster NBA, out tonight. But, NBA. I mean, that you talk about the, the Cavs being shorthanded uh, <laughs> tonight. The Grizzlies are... Mm, yeah, no-handed. No, there you go. <laughs> That's the correct phrase. They are no-handed. Yeah. So the Bulls could theoretically bounce back from a tough one here. And if they can find a way to beat Toronto in Toronto and beat the Grizzlies at home, you're looking at 
21 and 23? I'll take it. Every day of my life, <laughs> I will take that. Bring the that other fascinating me. part about that with, with Toronto specifically is, you know, with each day, it feels like there's more talk about the most likely trade candidates among big, big name players. Pascal. And along with Zach and even maybe ahead of Zach and all of those conversations across the national NBA spectrum, Pascal Siakam is that guy. Siakam. What are you guys thinking right now about, I know we touched on it a little bit in pregame, Will. Uh, as far as what Zach can do and offer teams versus what Pascal Siakam can do and offer teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, what, what, what do you think Toronto should do with Pascal? I mean, trade him. I mean, it feels like they're in a mode where they want to rebuild and start over a little bit. I don't know if they, they're talking about like a full rebuild or something, but they clearly want to start over some things. Yeah. So, and they clearly want to do it around Scotty Barnes. So if that's going to be the case, because Siakam is really good, and if you're saying you don't want to build around this really good player right here and take somebody who's younger, then you got to trade him because you can actually really get something from him. It feels like us talking about Alex Caruso, honestly. That's what it kind of feels like, um, just having that discussion. If it's a player you know, that of that kind of value that you can get something from because you know you can still probably be in the same place without this player – then, yeah, go ahead and trade them. I, I don't think it's going to move their needle any kind of way this season. Toronto, if they trade uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, whoever they get back, whether it's just assets, whether it's players or whatever, because they clearly are making a commitment to build around, well, now R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. I think, is included in that as well. And uh, Quigley uh, is included in that as well now, too. So those three, you're like, okay, this is what we want to do right here for this season. This is what we're building around, what we're focused on. So whatever assets they get are things that aren't really going to be a concern about this year per se. I think it's more so next year. So I think they're going for assets and probably some picks and see what they can build around these young guys. Because I always think that's the case, especially if you're trying to go young. You're trying to look towards the future. Yeah. Unless you're telling me we're ready to be a top four seed, even though we're this young, then you're getting veterans, you know what I mean, on your team. They don't seem to be doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They seem to just be getting the young guys on their squad. So, yeah, I have, trade him. Uh, wherever he goes, he's going to be very impactful. That, that dude can play. He is a problem. He's an all-star we're talking about right here. Like, he is super skilled. And whoever gets him, I think, is, is going to get a really good one, man. Like, you don't hear any problems about Pascal Siakam uh, off the court. You know what I mean? At all. He's just right. a really good basketball player who I think can really impact the team. Yeah, I mean, I think Siakam is a very good player. He's obviously got flaws, not really a three-point shooting threat. I know he gets him up at decent volume for, um, you know, a non-primary right, scorer type. But, right. you know, 32.8% career, yeah, 33% this year. Not really somebody that's going to, like, help you with your floor space, and he's got to have the ball in his hands a lot. And so I think that and presents champion, some problems yes. as far as what kind of fit he would be on certain teams. I really like the Pacers fit, and I think that's probably – the best landing spot for him. But if I'm the Pacers and Siakam's a free agent coming up this year, I've got to know one that he's going to resign with me. If I give you something for him and two that I'm comfortable giving him a $50 million a year max contract, because that's what he's going to get. So Siakam is 29 next year will be his age 30 season. Mm -hmm. You sign him for four years at roughly $50 million per that's a lot of money for, you know, a 30, 30, 31, 32, 33, um, age like chunk of his career. So mm-hmm. I think there's some risk with it. I think a lot of teams probably wouldn't be interested in trading for Siakam because they're not sure if they're going to resign him. Maybe they don't have space. 
Um, or maybe they feel like they don't need to go sign him, trade for him right now because they could just sign him in the offseason. So that's like a big difference for me compared to Zach, who's controlled for three more years after this year, who is a really good shooter, who is a fine defensive player. I just, again, thinking about this from like the Bulls' perspective, but I just, I don't really understand why people wouldn't be more excited about Zach. And I don't understand why Siakam seems to be like this incredible trade target when there's a lot of questions about his contract and his age and his fit next year and, and the following years. I, I think for, for the things you said, I think the team that stands out for me is a team like Dallas uh, for Pascal because it's a no-risk situation more so for Dallas because Dallas is clearly trying to win. Mm-hmm. So even if it doesn't work out, you know, you've unloaded certain things, you know what I'm saying, to Toronto, but you've gotten this player to pair with a Kyrie Irving and a Luka Doncic to give you a chance to make a nice run in the West, you know, at least for this season. And it feels like Dallas is kind of one of those teams, like once you kind of get there, you want to stay there. <laughs> you know, you don't want to leave. It's LA, Jerry. No one leaves. It's, it's, it feels like that, you know, with them. But I think that's a good destination, you know, for him. I think it could be a win-win situation for them this year, for a team that's like Toronto that's not trying to win this year, to a team like Dallas, who definitely uh, is. Yeah, it's it's just that he's making a lot of money, so you have to throw a lot of salary. And most teams don't just have, like, giant amounts of salary, like dead money on their books that they can just ship out in a trade and not lose anything in the form of production. So, like, if you're Dallas, you got to ship out Tim Hardaway Jr., and then what happens with your spacing? And you oh, probably got to throw, Hardaway, like, Rashawn Holmes or Grant Williams in there. And, like, yeah, that's probably fine. But is Toronto going to do that without a pick? And now you're out all these picks. So it's yeah. just – it's more of a question, I think, when you're talking about a guy who's going to be a free agent. Now, right. the Knicks just did that with OG, and the assumption is that he's going to resign there. So if that's how it is, then go for it. Sure. But that – to me, the, just trading for a free agent or for an expiring contract – always has a little bit more risk associated with sure, it. Sure, sure. And I think that's why teams are so interested in a guy like Caruso because he's got no this risk. year and next year, yeah. mm-hmm. like, you get a solid run with him. He's making, you know, a really reasonable amount of money, and you don't have to worry about him walking in free agency, but you're also not tied to him forever. Right, right, correct. You can get up off of that. Uh, before we get to our last uh, few Super Chats and uh, round out the night, I did want to make y'all aware of some fun news. Oh, fun news? Joey, look up. It's fun news time. I mean, he, he doesn't have to look up. I Don't mess with Joey, man. Do your <laughs> thing. Let me and Joey have our thing, man. Do yours. I'm going to handle my, my man uh, Joey Dumbbells over here. <laughs> you just looked up like so confused. No, he did what it is. What? What? Uh, our next takeover is on the books. Yeah. Come hang out with us at the Madhouse. Oh, February man. 6th. Which is right around the corner. Yes, it's a little it is. Uh, warm up for Super Bowl Sunday, right? Ooh, yes. Uh, February sixth. That is a uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, the Bulls are hosting Ant and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. Hey, that's a game because Ant is a monster to watch live. If we went and saw them live, last season. You're gonna want to see him live if Man. you haven't seen him live. My God, my he good. goodness, uh, <laughs> he's on point. He, so. Usual 7 p.m. tip-off for a Bulls home game. Um, tickets are now up and available on the uh, CSGO website uh, under the events page. 
That'll take you to the Eventbrite. You can get tickets um, for a very reasonable price. Ticket, mm-hmm. of course, being a ticket to the game itself. Right. We're sitting in section 105 for this one, I believe. In a hundred, y'all. In a hundred. Certain people might hear me even louder if I yell certain <laughs> things. Uh, great, great price point for these tickets oh. in this section. And then, of course, the meetup and hangout beforehand. Yes. Have some drinks, maybe a snack or two. Uh, bar somewhere in the West Loop neighborhood between us and the UC down the street. TBD. But a meetup around 5.30 Central Time to get the night started. Tickets are available, and for all of you CHGO diehards, that is a discounted price That's it. on the ticket package. Good vibes. Yes. Bulls basketball. Yes. Hopefully not the Bulls basketball. Bulls giving up 150. Nope. Don't want to see this man throw a chair. You do not. Don't want to see him pull a Scotty in the United Center. You don't. <laughs> but very fun matchup to do our takeover for. Um, they are, you know, they've... Dropped a game here or there, but they are still, correct me if I'm wrong, as of right now, number one in the West. Yes, they are. They are. They are formidable as hell. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Everybody who always says, I wish I could come watch a game with you guys, would love to do it. This is it right here. Come hang out with us. Come watch the game with us. First of all, have some drinks with us, drinks and laughs. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take that ride over there, have some more drinks and laughs. Yeah. And then when we get to game, more drinks and laughs and ball. Maybe some pizza. And maybe some pizza. Hey, baby, it's a pizza, man. On the pizza saddle. Hey, baby, I'm back in the game. Real cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Shout out Kitchen 17. My sister got a real kick out of how angry you are over vegan pizza. I said. She was like, she said, say, got it. She, she was just laughing. She's like, why is he so mad? <laughs> I'm like, because it's him. It's Matt. Because He's got a lot of anger in him. Because it's offensive. <laughs> you can throw so bad. any type of vulgar words at me. I won't. I won't be offended. <laughs> you try and tell me that cheese isn't cheese, but fake cheese is. But it's cheese. How dare you? I didn't tell him that at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it. One you, time. What you did try to say is that it's just as enjoyable of a food experience. It was. It was delicious. It was delicious. Incorrect. And bullshit, and how dare you? Will, let me show you a picture of it. It was delicious. <laughs> While he's finding a picture to show Will, Joey, let's knock out some uh, last no remaining Super Chat, shall we? <laughs> I got the Duke's $20 one from earlier. Anthony is hilarious. says, game day reminder, our max player is our fourth option, and the bar has been lowered so much that he's now being praised for passing and trying on defense. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you for the Super Chat, Anthony. Um, I mean, I... I feel like that is some weird stretching and flexing of the real truth yeah, from agree. someone who clearly is not a fan of Zach Levine. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, is he your fourth option? No. Normally, no. Um, He's your second option normally. That. Um, and, and, you know, in his absence, Kobe White Kobe. evolved, mm-hmm. and now it's sort of like, okay – if you're making the argument fourth option because Kobe, DeMar, Vooch, and then Zach, maybe on some random night in some certain uh, circumstances, technically, yes, but yeah. no. He still, and this is why the I, I tend to agree with you, Will. Recently, the, the analysis and evaluation of who Zach Levine is as a player when it comes to NBA trade market mm. you know, discourse right now is so off base mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is damaging to Zach and the Bulls because, look, he's on a max contract. 
He is not on a Supermax contract. Has he ever shown the likelihood uh, to have the ability to be the best player on a winning team? I'm talking deep playoff run, championship right. contending team. No. No one, I don't think, has ever argued that. Even the biggest Zach Levine de believers and defenders. On a regular scale max contract, which he is on, can you be the second option on a good contending team? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And three remaining years for Zach, that 40-something million, that, like, yes, you know, I know you mentioned it, Will, the, the new stipulations are going around the luxury tax in, in the new CBA, but the salary cap's still going up. And then it's going up again. And then it's going up again. Like Javon Carter. Zach Levine's contract is going to look a lot more digestible in a year or two. Yeah, I would say, like, that number is also going up. Like, he's he's just going to be a very high number guy for this contract. That mm -hmm. just kind of is what it is. But I think what a lot of people do is forget that he's also a very productive player. Like, just because... He's not necessarily producing at the same level as Luca, who's making the same contract. Doesn't mean he's also not worth that amount of dollars because that was the max that they could give him at the time, yeah. and he had earned it at that time. And I think he's still a very productive player that can really help teams if he's in the right situation. So, yeah, yeah, the, I think the Zach conversation has just gotten off the rails, and I'm not like a Zach stand by any means, but like he's still a really good player, and I think yeah. anybody who can score 25 points a night on you know, 60% true shooting, 50, 40, 85 splits. Like, that's a very valuable thing. And Incredible. I think with where his value is at right now, if the Bulls are determined to move him for the sake of moving him, whoever is going to trade for him is going to get him on a bargain of a trade. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, AK with our last Super Chat of the night. Uh, with Zach back, it's clear the big three don't work well together. The offense becomes stagnant. We give up too many defensive rebounds. Can't wait until he is <laughs> traded. Uh, Vooch is 26% from three. Uh, yes, Vooch, not yeah, shooting well. Off one, real. one of seven tonight. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. is a cautionary tale about how you handle things with Damar. <laughs> It's uh, a that, that's it. We'll get out of here for the night. Optimistic Bulls fan. I blame Woj for this. Um, he did, Woj is the one who used the word barren, right? When he was talking about Zachary's mm. trademark. But that, that's just Rolich reporting what he's hearing. Um, shout out to uh, J2 Mira saying, just want to thank you, fellas, for another great show. Look thank forward you. to these. I'm never disappointed. Go Bulls. Go CHGO. J2 signing off. Appreciate you Appreciate and you. everyone in Bulls Nation tuning in. Thank you. Even on kind of a night where it's a Monday night and it was a ugly loss and, you know, people had football to watch too. Uh, but we uh, are back at it tomorrow. The yeah. Bulls are off for the next two days. They'll get some much needed rest yeah. after this crazy stretch of games last Heal week. Heal up. Heal up. Uh, yes. Yes. But we will have a live show for y'all tomorrow, 530 Central Time. Maybe we'll talk a bit more about what's going on with the Zach Levine trade mm -hmm. market. Maybe we'll get some more updates between now. And tomorrow at 530. Uh, in the meantime, follow Will, Will underscore Gottlieb. He is the GOAT. Read what he writes, allchgo.com. Go check out those uh, Zach Levine trade proposals column that is up there right now. It is great. It is fun. Big Dave is bow, BWL Sports. Joseph Spathis, the young man on the controls. He is at Joey Spathis. I'm Bulls underscore back. Joey Dumbbells. Uh, and we are CHGO underscore Bulls. Appreciate you. Love you, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumb on your way out if you didn't do it yet. Subscribe to CHGO Sports. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You'll be good. Peace. Walk, 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 walk. We all silly like the mayor.